0: was palpable
1: nobody expects it as soon as you walk in you expect to get the breakfast you want
0: Starbucks yeah I mean I don't love going to Starbucks but when I do go what I really appreciate is that it's you know consistency that's how they've expanded like they always have all the things and to walk into the Starbucks (laughs) in the Tenderloin District of San Francisco and have them like totally spiraling. And they're like, we're out of oat milk. We're out of almond milk. We have no sandwiches. We have no egg bites. Like they they were barely open. They were barely pouring coffee. I'm not sure. They would rather not have been open, judging by the expressions of the um, yeah. Because everything you walk
1: in and you're like, hi, uh, I'm hurting from the night before at Outside Lands. Can I please have a turkey bacon and egg white
0: that's what I was there for.
1: English muffin mm-hmm. sandwich, mm-hmm. which is only seven points on Weight Watchers, right? And they say we're out of everything.
0: We literally don't have a bagel. Well,
1: do you think there was a breakfast shortage across San Francisco?
0: There was definitely a citywide breakfast shortage experience. Bre- breakfast sandwich <laughs> shortage experienced by the residents of San Francisco because you turn of- on the news. <laughs> Breaking news! Breaking
1: news! Our top story tonight: there is a breakfast sandwich shortage across San Francisco. Starbucks, <laughs> g- gas stations, Seven Elevens—they're all closed. It's
0: pandemonium in the streets with like helicopters and people screaming. Like I couldn't
1: even get a banana.
0: <laughs> it was a wild time yeah it was i mean you know i managed to procure enough caffeine to like get us up and out at for day three of outside lands mm-hmm. and and yeah we had bananas
1: yeah it would be really funny though like if there was a reporter and in the background is two people like doing tug of war with <laughs> them bite, <sous-vide> egg bites sous vide egg bites
0: i mean i yeah I, I might have fought someone for an egg bite at that point yeah because I was ravenous because I felt like every time we got to the festival, like I just saw so much great food and then I would forget to eat because I was running around.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I I was there to like get very high, Mm -hmm. have a great time, Mm -hmm. jump up and down and make new friends. And food was definitely a part of that equation until it wasn't.
0: Yeah. It was such a good time.
1: I will Um, say that fried chicken banh mi. Yeah. Was amazing. Yep. I've never had a fried chicken banh mi. Mm hmm. I really like the idea, but those loaded garlic fries that it came with.
0: Oh no. Yo,
1: I've never had a worse idea for a food item than a loaded garlic fry cuz I thought it was going to be like like almost like fried crispy garlic on top, almost Definitely. like a sprinkling of that with mm-hmm. a little bit of salt and pep fucking hell it was
0: like someone opened a jar of that crazy pre-prepared minced garlic and just dumped three tablespoons on top of a small paper boat full of fries yeah and then the fries were
1: just wet oh man that was so fucking gross
0: it was (laughs) it was crazy and then it was so i i put my mask back on and i was like oh oh (laughs) oh god oh no (laughs) I'm so sorry to everyone who encounters me today because I'm going to be sweating this and oh. You
1: should go to a town hall where there's like anti-maskers speaking up and be like, <laughs> yo, I'm I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I am saying like, I did eat these garlic fries and this is a problem. You
0: might want to mask up. <laughs> this the shit's crazy. I smell like a root cellar, like an old, weird fucking root cellar.
1: Oh man. But grasslands and outside lands was amazing. Y'all, this is going to be a very loose move we should say, because uh, we just got back from San Francisco, where Outside Lands and Grasslands was held, and Mm -hmm. we had to dive right into recording.
0: Yeah, we're jumping in at eight o'clock at night, because tomorrow morning I hit the road again, so here we go.
1: Here we go. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out.
0: And uh, festival life.
1: Festival life. The do's, the don'ts. The rewards.
0: Yeah, the pitfalls. The
1: pitfalls. The traps. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. What,
0: What to see, what not to see, what to always go and do, which for me this time around was checking out the side stage action, which... I mean, I think that's just, you know, something that people who love music always do at festivals is they don't necessarily go and see the headliner. They always just make sure they're seeing who's co- who's coming up, yeah. who's being supported at those festivals. Like we saw Lizzo headline Oof. and she was like, the last time I was here, I was at two o'clock in the afternoon and she got all choked up and it was like fucking awesome. So it's just really cool to see people come up. And her set
1: was... Unreal. Ridiculous. Unfucking real. Yeah. Like the energy that she put out and got back. She got choked up, like you just said. Yeah. She was crying. She hit those crazy high notes. All of her dancers were like different shapes and sizes and hot as fuck.
0: Hot as fuck it was so yeah it was phenomenal and then like to see i mean not to, not to call him out too much but to see nelly i mean he was one of the people on the lineup that i was most excited to see
1: he had banger after banger in the early twos
0: it was fucking awesome and he played kind of early in the day and uh fucking like laid it on thick it was great played all the hits played some new tracks off his new album uh, heartland heartland yeah and uh, at one point, he he played a song, and I was like, "Whoa, I didn't know that Nelly did country." And then he was like, "That's right, sixteen, seventeen years ago, before any of them roads, man, <laughs> I was doing this shit." And I was like, "Oh, Nelly." <laughs>
1: You're so insecure, sir.
0: Are you talking about Lil Nas X's success?
1: Yeah, wait, can I unpack that a bit and give it some more context? Because you
0: know so much more about him than
1: I do. There's two things I should unpack. So for everyone who's listening, if you're not familiar, Outside Lands is this huge music and... uh, food and wine festival in San Francisco in Golden Gate Park and this year they had a section called Grasslands oh and they had that in 2019 too which mm-hmm. was presented by Ease we'll get into Grasslands in a little bit but Ooh. it's just this huge music festival so it was Lizzo Tyler the Creator Nelly uh, Jay, Jay Alvin, and then Roy Choi was there so it's this like beautiful ideal mixture of everything we love yeah. and so while we were there we went to see Nelly and <laughs> Nelly stops in the middle of his set and he's like hold up hold up I was the number one artist, and I always will be the only artist who had a number one single. And then he went through, like, 17 different, like, chart-topping number one things, and he's the only one who has crossed over into country, R&B, rock and roll, Mm -hmm. like, I think Latin, something like that. Yep, top 40, everything. Top 40. Yep. And I was like, fuck yeah, because I'm from St. Louis. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Nelly, like, yeah, holding it down for the arch, holding it down for the Lou, because I'm from the Lou, and I'm proud. But then he had to come in and start talking shit about Lil Nas X, and I'm like, (laughs) dude, you still insecure? You own a basketball team. Why are you coming for (laughs) the new generation?
0: It was, yeah, it was definitely, I don't know, because I feel like part of that just had to chafe when they booked him, obviously. Fucking huge deal main stage, but time slot like three PM. Okay, interesting. All right.
1: right. So all right. Th- that is the part where Lizzo was like, last time I was here I was at two PM and now I'm headlining here. Yep. And Nelly's like, I'm at three PM. Yeah. Ooh, I get that. I have I have a soft spot for that. I,
0: you know, it's I, that's the crazy thing with festivals. Like, how do they pick where people go? Because I saw Motorhead, the fucking legends, play Shoot, a festival in Seattle, at like noon on a Sunday. Jesus Christ. And they were pissed. <laughs> like, Lemmy, fucking legendary, like blackout, drunk, crazy fucking lunatic, uh, was just like <laughs> spitting at the crowd. And But they were there. They showed up. They wanted to play. And, you know, they were fucking awesome. It was a scorching set. But... But like it was clearly or like I saw Nick Cave at Lollapalooza at once at two o'clock. Like that shit's dark, weird nighttime music. Yeah. You're like a little drunk and you're smoking cigarettes and you're listening to like that melancholy croon. It's not like bright sunny day where people have their kids with those earmuff things on. Don't.
1: Yeah. (laughs) uh, Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Do you. What about a music festival that started at like 645 at night and went until 645 in the morning?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, Would that
1: be too crazy? And then you just sleep all day and go do it again?
0: I mean, I don't think it would be too crazy for the infrastructure surrounding it. Like what I really appreciated about Outside Lands was that they kind of wrapped it up early so that they could get everyone out of that pretty residential neighborhood that surrounds Golden Gate Park. And like, you know, everybody go home. And it was crazy. It was crazy to get home. Like we ended up hoofing it. a really far way to get out. So I don't think that a big city festival could go that late. That's just city ordinances. Mm. But fuck yeah, Burning Man all night long, you know, go go until the sun comes up. They don't plan the stages though. They don't announce headliners and shit. So I don't know. I just feel like the the ego of the artist who is on the come up and feeling it from like going from the 2 p.m. to the 8 p.m. slot versus the artist who is like number one around the world being sort of, you know, quasi demoted. It's just going to be such an interesting ride money and, will not
1: fix that yeah you know?
0: the peaks and the valleys man i think that that's something that i said to you on one of our like walk around high and talk about everything at the festival was like i like marking these high points and then also recognizing them as high points that it's you know the the peaks and the valleys yeah being at the top being at a peak also makes me recognize that it's it's not gonna stay that way you know it's, man that's hard to hear an ocean. <laughs>
1: that's hard to hear it is hard I'm gonna to be hear. honest that's hard to hear because like our podcast is doing so great and like yeah. I got to perform at grasslands and it was like I fucking headlined a goddamn huge festival as a stand-up comedian yeah and I did it at 4 30 to 5 PM before Tyler, the creator, who was on a, f- not my stage, not by any means. <laughs> um, but, but like, for me, it's like, man, this feels like just the beginning. But if it's the end and next year I'm like at noon, that's going to be devastating, Mary Jane. But
0: it's not the end. That's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the, that would be a, a dip on the way to another peak. You know, like you, ha- I just last weekend before we went to outside lands, I was commemorating my sister and the, and the loss of like the most important person in my life. That is a super, super love than to go to outside lands and grasslands and see you perform and celebrate that with you and run around with you and be there as someone who was like, you know, just there to like capture the uh, event and blast it out to all of these people felt like such a high. And I was just like holding both of those in my head as I was very stoned. I was like, that's a wild experience. And also just such a great acknowledgement of how nothing is ever going to be great all the time. And also when you are at your lowest, there's good stuff coming.
1: That's so beautiful. Can we stop the pod now? (laughs) I can't add to that. That's so fucking real, man.
0: It, uh, yeah, thank you.
1: That's amazing. I, like, I struggle so much with, like, just handling life. Day to day, mm-hmm. and I, I take everything so fucking personally, yeah. and and then that slows me down to the point of where I'm just like festering on this one notion that was completely out of my control to begin with. So why is it hurting me so hardly right. or so hard? Mm-hmm. Um, but then to think of it as like, well, no, that means there's a peak right around the corner. Like you had to get to the bottom of the next mountain to climb to the top of the next one that's how that shit works that's hard to hear but i i know it's true when you say it like that
0: well the lows can stick around for a really long time it's been a really 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 hard couple of years and that low has felt like a you know endless at some time so um yeah it's just like i i feel like i'm a little bit over the all over the map right now because (laughs) like we just come back from these three days My, my brain is a little scattered but watching reggie watts is set really made me think about it because he took the opportunity of his set. He was supposed to, uh, Mark Rebier was, uh, scheduled to perform and he had to drop out last minute because of an injury evidently.
1: Yeah. He was like, I cannot perform. I'm very hurt.
0: I hope you're doing okay, Mark. Um, please come on the pod anytime. We love you. Yep. Um, and we were like, Oh my God, Reggie, fucking amazing. So what a, what an incredible replacement. we went to see him. And of course, Reggie's the band leader on, um, Late Late the, Show
1: with James Corden. Yeah,
0: and so so much of what he does right now is for that sort of like mainstream audience, and so he really took this set to just be a fucking crazy, off the fucking map artist. And a big uh, piece that he did was about kind of endorsing medical ketamine through this like really weird sonic landscape, and it was so fucking cool, and it was so weird, and it just made me. Um, really feel how he was talking to all of us who struggle, who struggle with depression, who struggle with sadness, who struggle with shit being hard and knowing that like it can be okay. There is a way forward. He's offering you an opportunity to look at it through this music. Um, I just thought it was really cool and beautiful. And also it's such a whole picture, right? Like he he painted musically a whole picture of uh, uh, someone who has a very rich inner life. Like I'm talking to you, about something that's really hard Mm -hmm. and i'm wrapping it up in this really fucking weird song and then right after the next song he did was like it's been nice to see you and like a really happy upbeat too i don't know it was just really neat it made me um in my very high state think again about those waves like we crest and we crash yeah and it's, it's it's that's the cycle over and over and um I don't know. It's just good. It's good to have a little perspective about it because the crash has felt really rough.
1: Yeah. And everybody has gone through crashes these past couple of years. like People have hit brick walls at full speeds Mm -hmm. and had to stand back up and try and dust themselves off. Yeah, It's impossible. I think the other really cool thing now that I'm thinking about Reggie Watt's set is as he was endorsing medical ketamine and talking about how it's really changed his life and done all of those things, I didn't put into perspective the idea of This man who is on a network TV show late night where people are just like dancing and singing and doing bad comedy and he's there bringing his great musical talents to it. And then he is also fearless enough to put some shrimp chips that are 10 milligram milligram infused shrimp chips (laughs) on his Instagram before he gets on a flight so that he can be high for his flight and talk about the benefits of ketamine at this huge festival that ends up getting into print. Like there's a fearlessness in that as an artist who is not... necessarily playing by the network rules in some kind of fear-based got to keep my job nonsense right he lives his fucking life and speaks his truth and that's so
0: inspiring he's not towing that corporate fucking line that's for sure and if you follow him on instagram which i hope everyone does like it's all about positivity and moving the conversation forward as as a species really like he's really interested in Evolving and getting better, using technology and through um, medical psychedelic therapy and fucking weed and whatever it is that takes it to get better. And he's not going to like, you know, hew some line about like, oh, I can't talk about this stuff because it's not accepted. I don't yet. want to get in
1: trouble with the yeah. the boss, the head honcho, some yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it's
0: fucking great. He's, I mean, yeah, he's amazing. So it was such a fucking cool experience to see him up there, just like. I mean, I don't know how many fucking 20,000 people in that field. It just felt like crazy amazing. I looked around and the smiles, Plus, He's so funny. I mean, to like make everyone, like it was, you know, a, a set that contained all all of the things that he does. He contains uh, comedic and musical multitudes. Well, that we actually
1: brings me to a parallel between Reggie and us. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I truly believe, um, as we've been doing Weight Watchers, this is a Weight Watchers update real quick. Oh, yeah. I, um, Let's do, what's a good weed Weed watchers? Oh, no. no God. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, um, bud, slim, trimming. We're trimming our buds. <laughs> okay, great. We're <laughs> <laughs> trimming our buds. It's just, you, Oh, okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Trimming our buds. Yeah, I get we're you. trimming our buds.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's our Weight Watchers update section now. Okay. <laughs> trimming our buds. And um, we put in like 20,000 steps every single day mm-hmm. on the Weight Watchers app, and I'm down like 22 pounds, which feels really good. And I will say... Man, if you can add something like taking Molly and walking around a festival f- for a day to yeah. your schedule, you will get in shape. Your sun, your skin will be dewy. You will have deep, connected conversations. You will make new friends. Like, fuck CrossFit, man. Molly walks.
0: Molly walks forever. <laughs> Put it in the Weight Watchers app. That's okay. <laughs> You're so right. It was so therapeutic. It was physically, emotionally, and spiritually very fucking healthy. Yeah. Because I
1: feel like I know that we can talk and have like really deep conversations at any time, but to have them walking around at night, um, while, while like really feeling like I can communicate with you. And if there's anything you need to say to me about our year and you're like, Hey man, these are things I'm on right now. And I'm like, that's awesome, Mary Jane. Here's some shit I'm on and we can hear each other because like Molly brings acceptance in an easy way for me. Yeah. Um, and like while we're doing it, we're getting our fucking steps in and getting hot. Like that's a <laughs> dream come true. Yeah
0: yeah it was really cool i feel like this was the commemorative uh festival that sort of took the place of life is beautiful this year because you know when we were walking around we realized we connected for the first time four years ago at life is beautiful we'd met that year and i was randomly working life is beautiful and i was like do you want to come and like hang out with me in vegas and you said yes And that's where we started. And then we went back to Life is Beautiful and back to Life is Beautiful. And then obviously last year, nothing happened. But this year, this was that commemorative moment. Last year, instead of being at a festival, we shook hands on a beach in Washington and said, do you want to do this for another year? Yes. Yes. This year, we commemorated it by shaking hands on a molly walk and saying, yes. I want to do this another year. Definitely want to do this for another year. And also, here are the things that I need to ask forgiveness for this year. And just here's where I'm really at mm-hmm. on the on the real deal.
1: Yep. And here are the things I need to ask forgiveness for. Here are the things that I am uh, going to achieve with you in this upcoming year. Let's fucking shake on it. And I will also say, I hope you don't get squirrely about this, Mary Jane. Uh-oh. But four <laughs> years ago at That Life is Beautiful, you were working for High Times and we would just hang out and run around when you were off work. Cut to four years now and we were both being flown out. We were both a part of the festival. Mm -hmm. We both shook hands on Molly in a field. Like, we move quick, yo. We work (laughs) quick to go from, (laughs) like, attendees to part of. And I just want to say, on our episode right now, congratulations. Thank you for doing this with me, because without you, none of this would happen.
0: Thank you for doing this with me, Mike. That's fucking, yeah, awesome. Thank you. I watched you perform at Grasslands, and... like take the place on the lineup that was just so perfect. I was like, this is so right. This is where you belong. There was a packed crowd. Uh, Our friends Dave and Elise came and watched, and we were all sitting in the front row, and we were like cackling like crazy because it was so funny and cool. And there were these bubbles drifting by the whole time because like at the activation (laughs) right next door, there was like a bubble machine. And so it was just like the whole thing just felt so Right. So good. And so congratulations to you, Mike, because that was a big fucking deal.
1: It's a big deal. Thank you. Yeah. It was a big fucking deal. I squealed. When I got the call, I was like, ah, like it was some like prices right, a new car bullshit, you know?
0: It's fucking crazy, yeah. amazing, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, if anyone out there has the opportunity to find someone that they care about and go on a Molly walk, I cannot recommend it enough, and um, it's great.
0: Molly walks all day. I mean, we started that kind of. I feel like we did that really well. I felt like we timed it perfectly because we were sort of like, okay, when does the sun go down, and when do we wa- when when do we want to sleep? Like, yeah. I don't want to be up all night. I want to be like very sort of careful about not feeling weird the next day and needing a recovery day. I want yeah. to do this sort of the low and slow. Yes. That's, that's what I was just
1: going to say, can, can you talk a little bit about, um, because you've had so much experience in everything from like psychedelics to Molly, to weed, to all of it. Can you, because you really taught me some, Drastically important lessons about how to manage an experience in a responsible way, but still have fun So could you break down some of the rules that you follow?
0: Sure. I mean, you know the thing with any new um, Substance that you're taking is truly it's like doing like a oh You've probably never dyed your hair But when you mm-hmm. when you dye your hair when you get a box and you dye your hair You have to do what's called a little patch test and it's to see if you're allergic to it to see how you're gonna react to it It's basically just doing the same thing with any new substance that you're ingesting So we knew what we had was safe and you know we'd sort of verified that the person no fentanyl yep that it was going to be safe but we didn't know much more about it and so it was just like taking that tiny little bit and waiting for an hour empty stomach water no alcohol all that kind of stuff and And you
1: checked your your phone
0: yep I t- I really check, like, all of the sort of things. Are we in a good place? Do we have everything we need? Have we sort of set ourselves up for success later? Uh, do we have a battery pack if your phone dies? Do you have gum? Do you have, you know, just all of that, all of the things that you need for comfort and to keep yourself, you know, happy? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, take a tiny little bit. Check your watch. Drink a bunch of water. Give it an hour at least. And then once you've assessed how you feel, go from there. And that was great because the first night we just took a tiny little bit and then added a little bit, but ended up kind of really not, not going crazy at all. It
1: was strong as fuck. Mm -hmm. It was so strong. Oh my God. Yeah, it was awesome. That
0: was, yeah. And you know, perfect because I felt like right at the moment where we were cresting, we were at Lizzo having like an emotional fucking euphoric experience. And then we turned and you, you like literally met someone who we became friends with, and then spent the rest of the night hanging out with those people.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I wanna say their name Mm -hmm. on here because I don't know how they would feel about that, but she was like, are you so-and-so from Twitter? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, what's going on? And then we all became friends. We're all rolling our brains out. Yeah. And then the Lizzo ends, and she was like, what are you guys doing? And it's like, "I mean, fucking, what are you doing? Let's go. Yeah, we're all friends now. And that's the best thing in the world. If you have an opportunity to go to a music festival or anything, a campground, some, anything, and you make new friends, then you shut down a bar afterwards with them yeah and and one of them is wearing a donkey kong costume (laughs) and another one is wearing a yoshi costume and uh it and and yeah i think that's the part for me is like reconnecting with you once a year to reset re-intention and revitalize everything and then making brand new friends yeah and whether you reconnect with them or not in that moment it was exactly right and exactly who you should be hanging with because all is good in the world
0: I think that, yeah, you saying that just makes me think about, like, I kind of want to reiterate the experience that you can have with Molly, you know, when you know that that Molly is going to be clean and safe. You can use it intentionally to have, like, a healing restorative time. It doesn't have to be a thing where you go crazy and feel terrible the next day yeah if you take it really seriously and intentionally it can be this very connective therapeutic thing even though yeah we're running around at a music festival and we're you know having drinks and stuff it's it was still very fucking therapeutic and healing for me and that's how I like to treat it I do take it seriously because that kind of reset that we just had is as important to me as all of the other things that I do meditation and therapy and hiking and all that kind of stuff sometimes I need to do molly walks and run around at a music festival yep Yeah.
1: That's really well said. Thanks. Damn. I really appreciate that because I think going to something like Outside Lands or Coachella or Lollapalooza or even like, I don't know, when I saw Insane Clown Posse at the pageant in St. Louis in like 2006, um, the intention is to get blackout hammered. Act like a fucking maniac.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pop pa- probably apologize to at least two people the next day that were in your friend group. And and like and some of that sure maybe was high school or college or whatever and just being at that age. But like now seeing what these things can actually provide, more than just being like, I don't remember, but it was crazy and I smoked a whole pack of camels, man. Mm-hmm. Oh and I oh and I ate funnel cake and it came back up like you know like it's it's so much fucking more than that and it's so exciting to have a platform like this to talk about how to responsibly like embrace all of it without all of it. being a fucking maniac who sucks
0: yeah without exactly right embrace all of it without being a fucking maniac who sucks put it on a fucking shirt mm-hmm. like Reggie talking about medical ketamine obviously ketamine can be hugely problematic it's a fucking horse tranquilizer. Use medicinally and therapeutically it's saving lives it's changing the way people are dealing with their depression people are now recognizing this and opening up you know therapeutic ketamine treatment clinics um there's an amazing doctor we i'd love to have him on the podcast named dr carl hart who is a professor i think he's at columbia university and he's been doing his own investigating into drug use and abuse for years and years and years and he's published a ton of work and he came out i think just recently like maybe last year and he's like i do heroin sometimes
1: no kidding I do
0: heroin responsibly because I enjoy the way it makes me feel. It's
1: wait, it's, was he a, he was <clears throat> a teacher that came out? Did he there yeah, was that he, teacher who was He's an African
0: American like, professor. Yes, 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 yes. um in New York and he's fascinating and it's just it's really it has to be a part of the conversation because so Jessica Simpson today posted a picture of herself 4 days 4 years ago today. She got sober after she hit rock bottom November 1st 4 years ago. Okay. And she posted a picture of herself and it's just like this is what it looked like that day. This is how fucked up I was and this is how sad I was. But she pushed back against the idea of alcoholism because she's like it wasn't the alcohol it was me. I had to fix some things about myself, and I was using alcohol to medicate. My therapist has really talked to me about this, about how, you know, the idea of being an alcoholic, obviously, you know, some people have just decided to sort of face that themselves and say, I'm an alcoholic and I can never drink again. But, you know, using alcohol to over medicate is just really common when you've suffered from trauma. And it's not the alcohol that's the problem, it's that you're suffering from pain and trauma. So all of these substances that medicate or change your consciousness, your feeling, your, you know, what you're going through, really has to do more often than not with what you, what you need to fix inside yourself. And if you're abusing those substances, it's not, obviously there are addictive drugs. Obviously there are terrible situations with people getting hooked on meth and opioids and all that kind of stuff. they will
1: ravage communities.
0: Absolutely. I'm not trying to say that addiction isn't a real thing, but the root of addiction is a societal issue much more than it's the drug issue more often than not. And I think that that's what we really need to talk about and look at, you know, like the, the we've talked about on here before, the famous um, study that was done was called Rat Park, Um, many many years ago there was a a psychologist I believe who took rats put them in a cage gave them nothing but water with heroin in it and they would drink it all day long and get super fucked up and then he gave rats a really nice cage where they had a bunch of shit to do and beds to play play in and wheels to run on and the same heroin and they didn't use it nearly as much
1: because they had things to do because they
0: had shit to do and ways to be happy Mm -hmm. so obviously if you're in like a community where you're economically fucking disadvantaged and you don't have the shit that you need to be happy and live and opportunities and all that kind of stuff yeah maybe you're gonna like abuse drugs and fall into a hole but there's also a way to use many of these substances medicinally and, and to be happy
1: and responsibly
0: and responsibly and obviously we talk about weed on here all of the time and that is a huge part of it as well but i'm so about molly mushrooms ketamine you know lsd ayahuasca all of these things they're he- in a lot of cases they can be healing modalities
1: that's so fucking good. This is a good app. I'm really enjoying this. This is great. So, I think that's, I think I've talked about it on here before, but when I lived in Chicago in a uh, community called Uptown, and Uptown is rough. It mm-hmm. is a rough place where, um, because uh, I think just like everywhere, gentrification just moves the problem around. It doesn't actually fix anything. So, like, all of a sudden, like, the all this homelessness that used to be in Boys Town, but then they were like, Boys Town needs to be way safer because it's right by Wrigley Field. Let's build it up and move all the homelessness to or unhoused to Uptown. Mm -hmm. And then so that's when I was living in Uptown. Rent was cheap. It was very dangerous. It was not a good place to be. But I remember that it even got worse. And when I was like, we got to get out of here and I needed to move out of there Mm -hmm. is when they took all of the basketball hoops down in all of the parks because the cops were saying, this is where the gangs are. This is where the drug sales are. This is where everyone's shooting up because this is a place that people can congregate and do." legal activities. And so they got rid of the basketball hoops. And then there was literally nothing more to do. And arrests went up that year. Um, I think burglaries went up like 120%. There was like A kid who lived on my block that I knew and all of a sudden he was gone because he was in jail and it's just like you getting rid of those basketball hoops instead of leaning in and maybe making a garden next to those basketball hoops and maybe making a jungle gym and maybe like building infrastructure instead of taking away the thing so that you can like just fucking throw people in jail it was devastating to watch it unfold wow yeah
0: fucking wow yeah Exactly. Like, you know, put in a community garden and invest in the people who need things. And maybe then that will, that will, you know, help curb the scourge of whatever it is that you think is, you know, the drug problem. Mm -hmm. Fucking crazy.
1: Well, I think that this is actually a really good tangent into Grasslands and what it represents, actually. Because it's, it's a, it's a huge festival leaning into cannabis And doing it not only responsibly, but super successfully and safely. And I am so excited for what the future holds because of how successful this was.
0: It's incredible. So just real quick, just a little info about Grasslands. It is the... um, First major U.S. music festival with a curated cannabis experience. And uh, it was a momentous occasion because Embark worked directly with the city of San Francisco to bring a curation of brands and products from across California to outside lands. And it's 200,000 international attendees. Wow. a quarter of a million people, maybe more. I mean, it was wild this weekend. So Embark, uh, who had us as, as their guests to run around grasslands and have a great time, Um, was the cannabis concessionaire that sort of ran Grasslands. And the coolest thing was that they basically kind of set up like a bodega shopping experience with all these different pop-ups and activations, with different booths, like packs. um,
1: Cookies. Jetty extracts. Ease. And then some local flair. Well,
0: that's the thing. So they got... um, Hang on a second. I want to pull it up because they they made sure that... So there's a large festival that will go unnamed right now, uh, a large music producer that just released... Um, their own brand of weed to sell at festivals which is, you know, all all wonderful and good but they created their own brand to white label and then sell to attendees so there's no other cannabis companies that are coming in to provide anything to these festival goers. I don't know how the weed is. I haven't smoked it so I don't want to talk shit about it but the people who are sort of in charge of that experience I think don't know a whole lot about cannabis or the cannabis community mm-hmm. and um, they definitely were like, okay, we want to sort of own this situation.
1: We're going to keep all the money and we're going to just support ourselves. Yeah. How do you feel about like that kind of gatekeeping if you have the ability to like have a hold on things and put up really great stuff? Wouldn't you want to take that no, take take all the shares of that for yourself?
0: No, I think it sucks balls. Like I don't want to go to a wine like a festival where there's wine available and there's just like barefoot fucking Chardonnay, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like if you if you if you want to go to a festival that's really going to provide you a good experience and they're going to have wonderful options from all sorts of, you know, beautiful concessions. And that's the great thing about Embark was that they um brought nine uh, San Francisco-based socially equitable brands to the space for consumers to discover potentially for the first time. Like there were people who might not have known about Potley and those shrimp infused or infused um, shrimp chips, which are fucking delicious. Um, They also had Posh Green, Grizzly Peaks, Dolo, SF Roots, Sunset Connect, California Rolls, and Cannabis on Fire. And those were all San Francisco-based local socially equitable brands in addition to all of those bigger brands that we saw there yeah and it was just fantastic the coolest thing I think for me when I walked into grasslands to meet you you had been um brought in by golf cart because you were in an artist pass
1: I did go through the back in a golf cart yeah and
0: I had to hoof it from the front like just a regular human
1: (laughs) I I um they said do you want me to pick her up and I said no no let her hoof
0: (laughs) perfect (laughs) but I walked in number one the security So tight. Mm -hmm. You had to show all of your proper wristbands credentials like five times. They were very serious about it. Yeah. And then you walk in and it was quiet. It was clean. There was Mm -hmm. no alcohol.
1: No alcohol. No trash anywhere.
0: No litter anywhere. anywhere. Not even like a, a, like no, no cigarette butts, no joints on the ground, no cups, no anything. And there was, like, all sorts of stuff to buy and eat and consume. But people were just, like, being so, like, they were, like, treating it nice. They were, like, if we have this experience, we need to keep it nice. Yeah. Because we want to have this again. Yeah. You know?
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's again, like, it goes back to, like, my blackout drunk sloppy days. Where right. it's, like, I just want to burn it all down and, like, flip over a golf cart. And <laughs> instead, like, there it was, like, these beautiful little ashtrays inside uh, Halloween candy buckets. And everyone is painting on a mural. Yeah. Like, It was very (laughs) idyllic.
0: It was so fun. That art wall, they had the 2019 version up on one side, and then the other side of it we were painting fresh, and it was just the most totally idyllic. Everyone was like, quiet and just enjoying, you know, smoking a joint and painting something with their friend and contributing to this community piece. Oh, this is yeah. so nice. I want
1: to talk a little bit more about that because, I, and I wish I could remember, I know her name is Corinne, mm-hmm. but I can't remember what the art installation is called. But the idea that they pitched for Grasslands was a 30-foot- uh, white canvas and Mm. then you can just come up grab a paintbrush and there's all these colors and all these palettes and you can just paint whatever you want on this wall and the idea is that as the three-day festival unfolds more and more people paint more and more people write their names we wrote weed and grub we'll post a picture on our Instagram for this episode of what we did and the therapeutic peaceful aspect of that coupled with no dicks being drawn on that mural was mind blowing to me. Not <laughs> Zero one fucking dicks. cock. Mm-hmm. Come on, N- not not one white dude in a Squid Game uh, jumpsuit <laughs> appropriating everything at once. N- didn't draw fucking balls on there and be like,
0: <laughs>
1: not one. Nope. Amazing.
0: It was a lot of very psychedelic, trippy, weird, cool shit. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I will say, and I know we are all over the place on this episode of because it, we're we've we've been running a bit. It's a moose, but. um... Things like that being put into communities, too. Like, just like you're not allowed to do graffiti anywhere. You're not allowed to do street art. You're only allowed to buy a billboard to sell a product. You're not allowed to have a mural unless it's paid for by the city and it's a Frida Kahlo or something like that. Mm-hmm. There is nowhere to express yourself on and something like these 30-foot canvases just popping up all over the country in cities like Chicago in small towns like Little Rock, like in any of those places where you're just allowed to go up and paint for an afternoon and be left alone to like put it on there. It, I, I just see that as a Game changer for the American mental health and like just society.
0: Yeah. It's so fucking like where
1: is that man?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, there are lots of cool public art projects and murals and you know, amazing graffiti artists who are getting more and more recognized and now being invited to like come and create pieces of community artwork. But it would be neat if every But not for the public. Right. Like for me to grab a brush and and paint up something. That yeah, that would be an amazing initiative. I would love to see that.
1: I think that would be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm full of life on this one. You know what I mean? And the other thing about Grasslands that I really loved was the macaroni grilled cheese sandwiches.
0: Holy moly. Those things were crazy. Millionaire
1: macaroni grilled cheese sandwiches. I saw somebody dressed as Guy Fieri (laughs) lifting one half of the macaroni grilled cheese sandwich and it had this cheese pulled to it. And I was like, is this fucking real life, man? What the hell is going on right now? What's
0: happening? There's (laughs) bubbles. There's a girl with a hula hoop. There's a flower station for me to put flowers in my hair. I can sit down on this couch and watch comedy and smoke a joint and then have someone come over to me and say, do you want this joint? I have to fly. So I'm just going to offer you this weed. And then I exchanged like this other thing that I had that I didn't necessarily want. It was just like community, tribal, or well, not tribal. I mean, I know that's not, I shouldn't say that, but it, it just felt like, yeah, communal, communal, communal vibes.
1: And also the other thing I want to point out is what you were saying about uh, cannabis festivals versus festivals that are embracing cannabis and mm. what that could mean for the future of our industry.
0: Right. I mean, I was, you know, I've been lucky to go to so many um, weed events like Cannabis Cups and, and that kind of stuff where, you know, it's all about the cannabis and there happens to also be a music lineup and maybe a comedy stage and some seminars. This was the first event that I've been to where it was all about the art and the food and cannabis was just a part of the experience to enhance all of that. And it felt like so much of what you and I are about. Like we are not all about the weed we're all about life and living and enjoying and embracing and weed helps us do that so much and this felt like that same kind of integration like oh it's the cornerstone for having a great uplifted elevated conscious responsible time
1: yes and something like this for me will invite uh, new consumers who might be curious yes. in because they're at this great fucking music festival. Oh, and we should go check out the weed thing. I don't really know much about that. That is an invitation because you're not going to go to a cannabis cup. Yeah. If you don't smoke weed, you're not going to go. Why would you? I mean, give me a fucking break. So having this be a part of the whole and have it be accepted like that. Boy, oh boy. I, yeah. think, I think it gets people on board in ways that they might not have otherwise.
0: I didn't see any people inside Grasslands having a difficult time either, like definitely running around at the sort of like the bigger portion of the fest. Like I saw some girls with their heads between their knees and a little yeah. splatter between their shoes. And I was like, oh, dear, I know that feeling. But Grasslands was just like, a, yeah, it was like comfortable and quiet and and. Conscious,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to Embark. Thank yeah. you so, so much for having us. That, I mean, just to be thought of as people who might want to, you know, embrace something like this and celebrate it and uh, also represent you, it uh, yeah. means a lot. So thank you, Embark. Thank, thank you, you so much. Check so them out. Embark Supply yep. is their Instagram. That's their uh, Alameda
0: store. I think they also have other accounts, but that's the one that I got when we got picked up. I went to the store in Alameda and I got to go on a little shopping spree and pick out a bunch of delicious um, edibles and pre-rolls. I got a new Flight of the Phases pre-rolls that I'm really excited about. It's like day to night, different. um... Well, let's smoke a night. Yeah, perfect.
1: Let's smoke a night. Yeah, let's do it.
0: (laughs) Okay, Eat an edible to the face and then I'm going to eat a burger to the face and then I'm going to put a pillow on my face. (laughs) Wait,
1: you're gonna put it under or over your face?
0: I'm gonna put my face. I'm gonna do one of those like full flops into the pillow, where okay. it's just like face. <laughs> 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 um, I also uh, wanted to talk about the um, VIP experience. Yeah, the VIP. The VIP. What's up with that? Listen, I don't want to go into a bathroom that's not a VIP bathroom anymore. I'm just, I'm, I, I don't, I don't like the experience of. Kind of having to wade through all of the stuff and that is the biggest thing for me is the VIP yeah. the VIP bathroom experience. It was great. It's a game changer. Very grateful for like that.
1: Like if I if I can afford VIP seating mm-hmm. and it's and and I can do it and it says private bathrooms, that's all I want.
0: That's all that's it. That's it. It's fantastic. Oh, you can
1: stretch <laughs> out, you can lay down <laughs> inside every porta poly is a guy who like stands there and hands you a towel nice yeah it's very elegant gum
0: mints (laughs) glass of wine you have
1: to say excuse me as you get in get out and then he has to sit on your lap but it's worth it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was great i felt very taken care of and very um you know just like so fucking grateful i just wanted to shout out that experience because you know it's not every day that you get that like it's not every day that you get upgraded on a flight it's not every day that you get to you know have that vip wristband so when i have them i just want to be super conscious of the fact that it's i didn't have them for a very long time and to have them now is a big big cool deal
1: yeah and yeah. also when when we were um when we were like let's grab some Sauvignon Blanc and check out Rufus de Del, La- Sol. Del Sol mm-hmm. wow I love finding a new music if everyone wants to check out something new check out Rufus it's I mean I fucking think good.
0: big deal because they were on oh. the main stage at like yeah. six
1: o'clock all right but they
0: were new to us <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone's like Hey.
1: like yeah we know mike so uh, so we saw this dude named Tyler the creator <laughs> and if you are not on board with him you got to check him out
0: you got to he's amazing he was <laughs> wild he was a wild man i will say tyler one of my favorite things about his set was that i mean he's just so brilliant and cool and weird and crazy and funny he was like this is my favorite song and then he played like the weirdest song that I've ever heard. I don't, I still don't it's even know. It's called Magic that. Wand. It's so fucking strange.
1: It's from his Igor album. And yeah. It is. Grunk, 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 grunk.
0: It was great. Yeah. Shout out. Oh I man. Can.
1: Um. But being able to sit in VIP mm-hmm. and watch Rufus and sip some wine and let my, like, let the blood get back into my legs. Oh yeah. Wow. Those
0: 18,000 steps. And then you do a VIP sit with a, gla- <laughs> with a glass of sodium blanc and you're like, life is fantastic.
1: <laughs> Molly walks and vip sips (laughs)
0: yeah and and grassland but you start your day with grassland and end it with yeah exactly
1: that's amazing Mm -hmm. except for tiny stairs this is might be too niche for everyone but um there was these tiny stairs to get up to vip (laughs) and every fucking time i just kept yelling i was like just make it a ramp these stairs are too tiny because you have to Everyone's gone on tiny stairs. Like, make the stair the normal height or make it a ramp because it's too... They're too small to skip one by two, yep. but they're also too small for you to take your tiny fucking steps up your tiny goddamn steps. <laughs> make it a ramp or make it normal, but enough with these little ledges.
0: Yeah, you we, we complained every time you went up and down there. Every fucking
1: time. That's and true. everyone everyone looked at me like, right? This is a nightmare. Why
0: are you? Yeah, I'm like, the tiny stairs.
1: <laughs> um, send us your pictures of your tiny stairs at weed and grub <laughs> on Instagram because that's my biggest complaint. Garlic fries and tiny steps.
0: Garlic fries and tiny. Steps, molly walks, and fucking vip sets for the win. I'm
1: furious about it. We should get to some news eventually.
0: Okay. But first, I got to say though, we met a hero of ours who we are dreaming of having on the podcast, and that was the coolest thing Chef, Chef Roy Joy. Mama. Yeah. He had this amazing thing on the um, gastro stage experience, and uh, we went down and like hung over the fence, hung over the rail, and he came down to say hey to everyone, and we got to say hey and snap a pic, and it was. Just fantastic.
1: You should talk a little bit more about your connection with him.
0: Um, Oh, I don't have a connection with him. This is the first time I'd ever met him. But when he did Broken Bread, um, KCET.org reached out to me to write the copy for the cannabis episode of his show. And that felt really neat. So to just say, hey, I'm like, hey, what's up, chef? I... Um, wrote the, like, Weed 101 thing that went along with your show. And, I mean, he's so into weed. He's all about it. He's all about
1: it. Well, he right away he said, oh, my God, you wrote that? We're working on season two right now. We're, yeah. like, in the middle of episode three. That's so cool. So cool. I and can't then you to said watch. to him, you were like, well, you got your weed. You got what you need for
0: yourself? Yeah. And, and he, he was like, I'm good. He, pull, he pulled around his fanny pack and unzipped it, and he had a bunch of, like, fucking fire pre-rolls in there. So. Y- yeah. 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 Like, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. He's amazing. Um He made... Dumplings and ramen with Rico Nasty, and then they threw dumplings into the crowd. Like, how fun is that? Yeah. That's my kind of swag. Yeah. We stop it with the t shirt cannons at like basketball games and start shooting dumplings into. Row 18, seat C.
0: Forever. What is that place that you were talking about recently in St. Louis where they throw bread rolls at you?
1: Yeah, Lambert's. Okay. They whip bread across the room and you catch it in your hand.
0: I don't think I want that, but if you're firing a dumpling at my head, yes, chef, <laughs> all day. <laughs> like, throw ramen at me. I don't care.
1: <laughs> Just a loose noodle of ramen at you? Just
0: ramen to the face. Yes.
1: I am, I'm here for it. That's awesome. Man, he's so cool. He'll be, I, I, He. Please come on the
0: pod. Please yeah yeah
1: we have much to talk about so many things you want to get to the news let's
0: get to the news okay
1: um are you gonna tell talk about the news this week yeah all right well then i'll do the copy Okay. The Grubla Gazette is presented by OCB Rolling Papers, the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918.
0: OCB offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius of their facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy.
1: In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling papers and cones. They're even burning, no-tear, GMO-free, and vegan.
0: Not all rolling papers are created equal. OCB offers a premium, experience that we call Harmony on High.
1: Ready? Ah. <laughs> Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. Plus, visit OCBUSA.com and follow OCB on Instagram at OCB underscore USA.
0: Thank you so much for your support, OCB. We love you, and we are so glad that we are stocked up on your amazing products. We have all of the cones and papers that we need, and we're so grateful because we also have some great weed to put in those cones and papers. And this week's story is about how there's a shortage because of the supply chain.
1: Fucking fascinating.
0: Yeah, so it's coming from High Times. And uh, the headline is, If you love pre-rolls, stock up ahead of the shortage. Due to supply chain issues, it's a good time to learn to roll. Lovers of pre-rolls and stuff your own cones, beware. An international shortage of cones is imminent. Um, And the story goes on to say that basically cones were invented... um, 20 to 30 years ago by a Dutch guy who opened one of the first facilities in Indonesia. And since then the cones are almost exclusively manufactured in Indonesia with, um, some also in Europe and India and China, but the majority, um, of rolling papers come from these factories and that the supply chain has led to, you know... You can't get them. Yeah, this global shipping slowdown. There have been factory closures and work stoppages because of the pandemic. So there's a backlog in production and order fulfillment and uh, international demand for cones is rapidly increasing.
1: Sure, of course.
0: So... This uh, shortage is is probably coming to a dispensary near you. So, yeah, stock up and... um,
1: Get some OCB. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I think it's really interesting that, um, like, thinking about things like cones and pre-rolls and things coming from India. Is that right? Yeah. Or Indonesia. Indonesia.
0: These factories that this story is about are in Indonesia. Yeah.
1: Well, it also makes me think about um, if there's enterprising people out there to do job creation here in the states right like this would be the time to start your cone f- company because sure. they're needed and nobody can get them so this is uh this is another like but brudgeoning bludgeoning burgeoning burgeoning
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> market great <laughs> <laughs> in cannabis
0: yeah I mean that's the thing about OCB everything that they make is produced in in their facilities in France which is really neat and they employ I'm I'm hoping like a, a lot of people who you know rely on that locally
1: absolutely and they're all hand-rolled too right this is like not machine machine manufactured this well, is all done by people
0: that's the thing yeah the cones the cone supply has not been fully automated it is really does rely on the human workforce which is you know a good thing mm-hmm. um, but of course that workforce has been severely curtailed due to the pandemic so yeah it's just really interesting because the supply you know i think we've talked to so many friends who are in various weed businesses who have had hard times getting various um parts of you know their whatever the accessories that they're making you know due to this crazy global shipping craziness that you know the the boat that blocked the suez canal and everything i mean there are 60 or 70 container ships sitting off the port of los angeles and long beach right now they're having a crazy time unloading Yeah, it's wild. There's just this traffic jam around the world. It's really... The pandemic has really exposed the weaknesses in the global supply chain. And so, you know, of course, that's going to hit cannabis as well. And it's just, you know, every part of it is affected.
1: Yeah, this makes me think about, like, all the subsections of cannabis that are happening in this country because we ran into, uh, well, they actually came up to us at the festival and they are like, oh my gosh, you guys are the podcast we can grow, right? And we're like, yeah. And it's like, this is my home grow. I grow Jolly Rancher and handed us a a couple of pre-rolls, gorgeously rolled, Tight, tight, tight. And also, like, so lovely for somebody to share their home grow with us.
0: And so stinky. It's so stanky. I mean, yeah. I, I, It was just such a fucking refreshing reminder of the fact that pre-rolls generally are never going to have the stinky, wonderful, terpy, aromatic fucking bud that you want because it's just been ground up and put into that cone or, or paper
1: a while ago. And to tie that into this news story, like, the idea of home grow happening in New York, um supporting small local business. Maybe there's some pre roll company that I'm not aware of or a cone company that I'm not aware of that is all manufactured here in America. Like we have the infrastructure that is hopefully being built to create local supported economies and you can be a part of that. And to me that's very inspiring. Uh I don't know. That Jolly Rancher was bomb bomb bomb.
0: It was so stinky. I put it in my pocket to smoke later. And when I pulled it out of my pocket, my, it was just that like, woo, perfect. <laughs> wait,
1: wait, wait. You want to talk about stinky? Yeah. What the fuck was that picture?
0: Oh, okay. The, ugh, listen, this was the grossest thing I saw this weekend. There was. And, you know, it took the whole weekend for me. I was a little bit scarred. So it took a lot of weed and molly walks to like get mm-hmm. this out of my head. When we landed in Oakland, I went to the airport bathroom. And I was waiting in line, and there was a person in the stall, and I just was looking down to make sure that there was someone in the stall, and I saw a bear, well, not bear, a pantyhosed toes <gasps> foot. No, not a no shoe foot. on the foot. But you know what I'm saying? Like it was just like the. Pan- That's a
1: barefoot. A pantyhose is not a barrier between floor a and panty foot. Pantyhose is
0: grosser than a
1: barefoot because it at sops. least a bare
0: foot you can like wipe off with some fucking hand sanitizer or a Purell wipe. But a pantyhose and is like
1: everybody has stepped in a puddle and gotten their sock wet. Like Ugh. a pantyhose foot in a bathroom is fucking nasty.
0: Ba- and it was just there on the floor, and I was like, look, listen, I get the need to maybe change in a bathroom like maybe that person was going from one thing to another thing and needed to look a certain way or put a certain thing on but like you got to put down something to you the, the way to get changed in a bathroom i don't know if you've ever done this but like you put your shoes down you step out of a shoe and then you take your sock or your leggings off or whatever and then you step back into your shoe yes you don't put your bare foot on an airport bathroom floor please god how revolting no, no, not okay. So I wanted to up. shout and scream and be like, what are you doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you waiting Please for? Stop. Will you put that on the Instagram for this episode? Look, too?
0: I don't know if anyone wants to see it, but sure. <laughs> okay. I
1: ca- I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. And also props to you for being like, I have to capture this in fucking phone Amber.
0: Yes, I did. I did have to capture it and then immediately text it to Natalie, who was like, "Oh my god, you know me so well. What's happening?" And I was like, "I knew you would enjoy slash not enjoy this."
1: What's the grossest thing anyone has seen out there? Because that that to
0: me is fucking nasty. Oh, I've seen so much worse, but right. that was yeah particularly egregious and just like the yeah. I was like, because it just looked like they were having like a like they just went to the bathroom and took their shoes off. Really stretched it out. We've seen
1: all the pictures on Twitter of people on planes where they're like somebody's barefoot will be on the armrest Uh, between the seats in front of them, just really stretching out the piggies.
0: I would, I would take out uh, any implement that I had and like, Touch your foot with it. You should put a
1: pencil between the big toe and the first. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I actually just thought, I don't know if it was a, it just seemed a little too crazy to be real, but there was someone who had their hair flipped over the, like the person sitting behind them had their hair hanging down in front of their tray. And so they were putting like gum and lollipops in it and stuff. And it seemed (laughs) like it was probably manufactured for TikTok, but yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't want to see your toes, bitch.
0: Yeah. I don't want to see anyone's fucking toes ever. And definitely not on a bathroom floor. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, I was going to say, speaking of TikTok, I met uh, when we were hanging out at that bar that we went to a couple of times. I met someone who is making cool shit on TikTok. And um, I'm going to put his um, link in the notes because he's got a SoundCloud and he's making cool music and stuff. But it was like, it was just really neat to um, meet some like, new friends in San Francisco who are just like living their dreams in the Bay Area Yeah, making cool shit making cool music
1: you said he works at the bar on weekends and then during the week he just pours himself into making as much music as possible and pumping it out there through his SoundCloud
0: yep and TikTok and Reels and yeah he was just really interesting and like he he had been kind of like shutting down the bar and like yelling at everyone to like get out and then he came over and he was like do you have any papers and I was like I don't have papers but I have a great pre-roll do you want to share it and we went outside and we smoked a joint, and then he just like told me all about his music and he was just like so nice and cool and so that was just like obviously you know weed is always going to bond you and like that person who was shouting at you to get out is then going to be like oh let's hang out (laughs) right
1: yeah like I don't want to be doing this but I'm here to be around yeah that's fucking great yeah well speaking of that then let's get to our buds of the week since it sounds like we have three buds this week and he's one of them yeah
0: yeah yeah we do Um, I will go first. My Bud of the Week is Libby Dolan. Libby is a friend who we met a while back here in L.A., and she's always been crushing it in the weed game as a publicity relations, public relations maven, all-around fabulous person, fun, cool hang, uh, her Taylor Swift costume this Halloween was on point it's
1: fucking one of the best Taylor Swift's I've ever seen <laughs> it was that's hilarious that's like un-fucking real it's great
0: it was so good and so funny and um, she invited us to be a part of this whole uh, event this weekend and she connected us with Embark and I'm just so grateful to her for hooking it up and being cool as hell and um, like yeah I'm so excited to know her and see her flourish in this business and, and work more together and collaborate and also just hang
1: yeah, yeah. and follow her IG it's very dialed and it's very cool.
0: Yeah, she's at Libdol, L-I-B-D-O-L.
1: My butt of the Week this week is Billy Tells Jokes. Billy Anderson, he's a great comic, and he's a friend. He hosts The Gateway Show, and The Gateway Show was also a part of the Grasslands experience at Outside Lands. The Grass um, Gateway Show is where comedians stay sober all day, do 10 minutes up top, then there's an intermission, and then we all get high out of our mind and do another 10 minutes super stone, And it's very fun. It's one of my favorite shows. I've gotten to do it everywhere. And for it to be invited not only to be a part of Grasslands, but I think it's going to be a part of San Francisco Sketch Fest. And he has just like poured everything into believing that this show can do what it does, and for it to be accepted into a festival like this by a great guy like him is such a big deal. so I just want to shout him out. So follow at Billy tells jokes. And if he's coming to your city, definitely go watch him.
0: Definitely go watch. Always. The gateway show is one of my favorite shows. I never miss it. If it's, if I'm around for it.
1: Yeah. Tip top. Yeah. Um, How about one more B-O-T-W? Okay. But instead, it's burger of the week because I need a burger right now. And that's kind of what I want to get if you want to get one with me. You want a
0: smash or a fat juice? That's the thing, yo.
1: I was leaning towards In-N-Out because I just know that they have like animal fries and a milkshake and a a burger. Mm -hmm. I don't want to smash, but I feel like a big juice might, I don't know, might be too much. I need something sloppy. I wish, you know what I wish? I wish that there was like a slider flight and it's like six sliders and they're oh. all a little bit thicker than you would want because then I could eat four and then eat two again in two hours
0: oh I
1: need a slider flight
0: a slider flight and each slider comes with a different aioli and a different topping yeah
1: like you can have like mm. some kind of mushroom and swiss with a garlic aioli for one slider. you can have truffle for another you can have bacon for a third mm-hmm. keep going with me you can have a double cheese with a blueberry jam compote no <laughs>
0: You brought nothing to the
1: fucking table. You, you brought got a, nothing You got a cowboy
0: slider with some pepper jack and some fucking sliced pickled jalapenos. Okay. You've got a California slider, which is just a salad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just croutons. It's a reverse burger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to Newfoundland uh, this week, uh, and it... it is I'm the food is I'm just not sure what's going to happen to me well
1: what I mean so you've talked about seal flipper pie on here before yeah. but is this like remote Alaska where you eat like a seal eyeball and people will you know like kind of gut a seal on the floor like I saw on Anthony Bourdain no reservations and everyone is just kind of like eating it is that what Newfoundland is or is there more there
0: there's definitely sustainable communities and sustainable sustainable fisheries that live off the land and hunt and fish that was not how I grew up I'm a townie Mm -hmm. meaning I grew up in St. John's, the city, and, um, you know, my dad fished, and we would definitely, like, you know, go out and get fish and cut them up and eat them ourselves, but eat them ourselves. I'm not making sense. I need a burger. But, um, no, I'm excited to report on the culinary scene in St. John's because when I left – it was pretty limited, you know, going out, my family going out for dinner, we would go to India Gate, which was this fantastic Indian restaurant, but there weren't a whole lot of really good places to eat. But now people like Maddie Matheson and, you know, so many other like young rising chefs have really transformed the Atlantic Canadian culinary landscape. And so much of that is coming out of St. John's. And so I'm excited to like go and, and see what's up and report back.
1: Oh, that'll be really exciting. Yeah. Please take as many pictures as you can.
0: I will. And I'm, we're going to have to do a moose while I'm there.
1: Oh,
0: we're going to do like a a Canadian correspondent. You can ask me all sorts of questions about what what's up in, you know, oh, you're going to come
1: come to us live from live from the rock, live
0: from the rock. Oh, I cannot wait. Next week will be live from the rock. You and I are going to zoom and I'm going to tell you uh, how it's all going. I'm going to go shop for legal weed the second I get in so I can eat a lot of edibles to deal with my mom. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to hopefully eat some really great food and go on some beautiful hikes.
1: Fucking great. Yeah. Awesome. So you didn't like any of my burger ideas? What are you craving?
0: Um, I want a fat juice. Okay. Yeah, like a juicy... I want like a, you know, a thick patty that when I bite into it, it leaks down my wrist a little bit and Mm -hmm. then I have to fight off my cat.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, in addition to that, what kind of a fry are we talking about next to it? I or like shoe or, or, shoestring. Oh, that's so fucking stupid.
0: Why? Because
1: there's no surface area for dipping. You need to take so many shoestrings to get one good dip pull. Yeah. And I prefer like a waffle fry or some kind of steak fry where I can do, like, I got a lot of sh- surface a- area to shovel in my mouth.
0: I feel like there's more surface area when you grab a bundle of shoestring fries, because then the sauce all sticks inside all of the different, you know, the, the crannies. Swipe, yeah, the swipe with the shoestring actually gets a more sort of appreciable amount of um, condiment for me.
1: Okay. That's interesting because I do like when I, I, this is a tangent, but I hope you follow it. I do like when I can take a huge handful of popcorn and just shovel it in my mouth because it's all those textures and it's a fun feeling to have my mouth that full of different things Mm -hmm. so on that tip i do understand where a shoestring is fun because it fills your mouth with a lot of different areas yeah
0: i just like the mouth feel i really do i -hmm. love a full mouth of salty little things
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay all right (laughs) all right okay i think we're good (laughs) oh
0: man uh thank you so much for a truly beautiful weekend mike it was very special and i um will like use it. it my tank is full I my will tank it's sail through to. the next month or two.
1: We want to do this for another year? We shook hands.
0: We shook hands. All right. Yeah.
1: All right, everyone. You got another year of us.
0: Yay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's you know truly my greatest pleasure to hang out with you every week, Mike, and talk to you. And I'm so glad that people tune in. We love you all. Please write to us. Follow us on Weed and Grub. Our Instagram is back up. Uh, email us at wg at grub.com with questions and comments. Leave and a review. Leave a review. And um, yeah, we love you.
1: Love you. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye.